we've just finished the Paso Doble on Saturday Night Live on, on television. And, you know, to millions of people. And we've, I've got through. I'm so happy. And, uh, and he says, can I have a word of you outside? And I think he's going to tell me that I've been booked for Michael McIntyre's big show on BBC One. Another So to the show. American viewers, like, or, you know, the people in North America around the world, Michael McIntyre is our Seinfeld. He mm. is, the, yeah. you know, he is yeah. the main man, the phenomenal comedian. And uh, that's BBC One, that's prime time. That's the dream. I'm going to do stand-up comedy on... Michael McIntyre's mm. big show. So I'm walking out <laughs> thinking, yeah. how do I act surprised when he tells me? Because I think this is pretty much nailed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and then he says, you know, 20 minutes ago, you got a photograph went up online of, of you kissing Katia uh, outside a pub. So then <laughs> life, life flips. And, um, and you don't do Michael McIntyre's big show. <laughs> you do trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kissin. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people. Our brilliant guest today is a fantastic British comedian, Sean Walsh. Welcome to Trigonometry. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I didn't know where to look when you were doing that bit. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking to the camera. Yeah. What? There's some people watching. No, I know, but where do I look? I'm, look, at, look, I, look at us. You look at us, mate. No, I know, I look at you now, yeah. but I didn't know what to do when you were looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> what do people do, normally do when you're doing that bit? Watch you do that. Yeah. yeah. I felt uncomfortable. Do you want to do it again? No, no, I really don't want to do it again. I started looking at the poster. I was like, maybe I should just look around... The room. Okay, but we're fine now. We're fine now. Okay, yeah. good. It's good to have you on, man. So uh, we've got a big international audience. So for them, you you're Hello. Uh, you had you've had a, a great mainstream career. You were in all the big comedy shows in this country: Mock the Week, yeah. Live at the Apollo, Eight Out of Ten Cats, and now you're here. So yes. you done fucked up, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the peak. This is the peak. This is what we're all aiming for. Um, uh, so how did so? Let's just for people who don't know you, just tell a little bit about your story. You know, growing up, getting into comedy. Why I'm here. The, the, how what, I've ended up here. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly the question. So got been doing comedy now for 15 years. Yeah. Always wanted to be a comedian. Was doing stand up in like the playground as a kid. Lovely Evans, all of that stuff. It's all I ever really wanted to do. Mm. And uh, I've now been doing it professionally, as I say, for 15 years. And was very lucky. Did all the big shows. And um, you had a, a, a lot of early success, didn't you? Early. I, I suppose I, I suppose I did. It's weird. You don't. You don't. You don't say that about your, yourself. But I you said don't, it about you. You said it about me. And you. But you also don't. I think I've, as I've gotten older, I've got a bit more comfortable with it. And you can look back retrospectively and go, oh God, I think I was, what I was doing was kind of, that was quite extraordinary for someone in their mid twenties to be doing those things. Early twenties. you were early, yeah, yeah, early mid, yeah. 20, kind of 23. And uh, not to keep interrupting you, but Mark right. the Week back then was very different to Mark the Week now. It had a way bigger audience. I, I, I remember when I... D- when, when, when I did this, when I did the first time I did Mock the Week, it went out when I was at the Edinburgh Festival. And I think I, I was either 23 or 24. And I was doing what any 23, 24 year old, you know, was doing. I was getting completely shit faced. And I got on, when Mock the Week went out, my first ever Mock, like, like you say, it was the days of Frankie Boyle. Uh, I went out the, the night before. So I went out the night it went out and then I was locked out. 
And the flat we had was on what's what's one of the main roads in Edinburgh that crosses the bridge, like Nielsen Street or yeah. Nicholson Street. Street. The, the flat was in Nicholson Street. I was locked out and I fell asleep <laughs> outside the front door of Nicholson Street using bin bags as pillows. <laughs> and people were stepping over me to go to work. I thought, what must they have been thinking? Like, that's the guy from Mock the Week. <laughs> He's homeless. Yeah. The guy. <laughs> so, yes, I was very, I was very young and I was doing those things. And then uh, fast forward, uh, did Strictly Come Dancing, which in America is dancing with, with the stars. Yeah. And uh, three weeks in, got... Um, three weeks, uh, quite famously, got undermarked for my Paso Doble. <laughs> Mm. That that was one of the things that happened. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I did think we were undermarked. Yeah. No, I got fo uh, photographed. Someone um, very kindly photographed me and my dance partner kissing, and I was in a relationship, and she was married. Yeah, and that so that was three over three years ago now. And there was quite the there was quite. The well, you were on the front page of the Sun, which is the biggest tabloid in this country, as far as I know. Yeah. for twelve days in a row. I think it was twelve days. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? Just going from because, I mean, you were nailing it. At, well, you know, for the first few weeks, you know, you were doing. I was really, having the time of my life. You were smashing it, and you know, it was all you know. Well, I think I genuinely think we were. I, I mean, I know this is not why you, you you've got me here for, but I think we were undermarked for the tango and undermarked for the Paso Doble, <laughs> and I'm saying that I'm putting it out there. No, it was going really, really well. It was. It was. It. Look, you you kind of you get into comedy. I don't know what you guys got into this for, but I got into it. I wanted I wanted to make people laugh and I wanted to make as many people laugh as I as I possibly could. And now I was on the biggest show on television and people seemed, you know, people seemed to to like me and I was having fun. I was I was dancing. I was doing this thing that no one expected me to to do. It's not the kind of thing if you've seen my act or you know me, you wouldn't associate me with a show like that. But I was having the time of my life and it, and it was yeah, who knows what what would have happened had uh, or where, you know, how far that that we would have got. And it's one of the few shows that's still on television has a huge audience. So if you yeah. come across well and people like you, yes. you're going to be touring to huge. Yeah. Stop stop reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just but you you've done you've done a special about that thing. So have, I'm kind yeah. of taking you through yeah. some of the stuff you talk about because yeah. this was the dream, right? Yeah. Yes. And then 3 weeks the in you know, this thing's happened. You get caught essentially yes, in you get this. Photographed. And then your agent taps you on the shoulder, goes, Can we just pop outside? I've got something to tell you. You go there. And and, and, and specifically, I think it, it kind of heightens the drama. And, uh, and you know, 95. Well, I'm joking in the show, it's clear that I'm joking. But everything else is, is really what happened. I, he says, Is it all right to have a word of you outside? We've just finished the Paso Doble on Saturday night live on, on television. And, you know, to millions of people. And we've, I've got through. I'm so happy. And, uh, and he says, kind of a word of you outside. And I think he's going to tell me that I've been booked for Michael McIntyre's big show on BBC One. Another So to the show. American viewers, like, or, you know, the people in North America around the world, Michael McIntyre is our Seinfeld. He mm. is, the, yeah. you know, he is yeah. the main man. The phenomenal comedian. And uh, that's BBC One. That's prime time. That's the dream. I'm going to do stand-up comedy on... Michael McIntyre's mm. big show. So I'm walking out <laughs> thinking, yeah. how do I act surprised when he tells me? Because I think this is pretty much nailed on. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, then, and then he says, as I say in the show, he says, you know, 20 minutes ago, you got 
a photograph went up online of, of you kissing Katya uh, outside a pub. So, their <laughs> <laughs> life... Life flips, and um, and you don't do Michael McIntyre's big show. <laughs> you do trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's nice to be able to kind of. I will say this, and you know, I don't know where this this interview is going to go, but doing that doing that show, people, the assumption people make, and and even have made about that show is that it was that it would seem as if it would be cathartic, and I think. It was kind of cathartic on the, the on the first few goes. Yeah, you do that show, you tell your story, and I told it. I pretty much, I think I was doing that show up to like kind of like I don't know, four months after it happened or three. I wrote it in a month. Really? I went to LA. Wow. Because I, I and, and and not to be showbiz, I I went away because I I, I couldn't write it here. It was you know mm. I couldn't gig here. I couldn't. Well, I know that feeling. You're walking around thinking, well, that person has looked at me. Do they know me? Like, it, it's it's really uncomfortable, it's, it's, isn't it? It's horrific. It's, yeah. it's really horrific. So you're sitting on, yeah, you're sitting on the tube and someone gives you a look and it's, oh God, they hate me. That's not, you're not going to be able to write a show in that, no. In, no. That, in that state of mind. So I went away. But, so I came back and it worked. People seemed to be laughing at the show. And you felt like, wow, I've, and there was this kind of self um, how, what, how do you pronounce it? Self-congratulating? Yeah. No, that wasn't it. No, it self congratulate No. Yes! <laughs> you, you, it's contagious. Self-congratulatory. <laughs> okay, I was impressed with myself. <laughs> but it, 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 you then had to repeat this story yeah. every night on tour yeah. and then take it to Edinburgh and repeat what was at the time the most horrific thing I'd ever been through and hope that I ever go through and repeat that every night and people were laughing. It, it was, it was, oh God, there was, there were periods where in Edinburgh where I was like, they would laugh and there'd be a, a, a moment where I'd just turn around and I'd have my back to the crowd and I would just be turning around and going, <laughs> and, then, and then coming back. But what was so nice yeah. about the recording is it was three years afterwards. And it kind of heightened the how ludicrous the whole thing was. And actually, I had a lot of fun doing the show. So it's really nice that the recording of the show was actually enjoyable for me. I really loved doing it. Right. Whereas if we had recorded the show in the, in the heat of it, you would have had a man pretending that he wanted to be there. And I, di I didn't want to be there. What's it like being in the heat of that, in the, in the eye of that media storm? Mm. What is that like to pick up a, an edition of The Sun or, or the, a copy of The Sun and your face is on the front cover with some ridiculous headline? That must have been awful. Well, I think these things are a lot more pernicious than you expect. So it, you kind of emotionally... Deteriorate. Deter deteriorate. <laughs> deteriorate. That's what we can do. Yeah. Deteriorate. And, and, but at the time, there's too much adrenaline yeah. to actually take in what's happening. Yeah. You're not, you don't see the front page and go, this is awful. You, kind, you, can't, you can't believe what it is that you're going through. You're just, you're in shock, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and what I thought was maybe interesting as a show was that I was now living, you know, like you see the tabloids, I don't read the tabloids, but 
whenever I see the tabloids, it's usually going into a petrol station on tour, and they're mm. out in those boxes, those weird boxes with the clear screens. And then you have a glance. Yeah. You have a glance, and you carry on with your life. Mm. And you never think about that thing that you've glanced at ever again. And suddenly, I was the thing that, that you glance at and never think about again. And yet, I was going to have to think about this every day, forever. I, I, the distance between glancing at that story and being in that story was so massive that I, 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 was, I can't believe that thing that I glance at feels like this. So when you just glance at that, that story, whatever it is, you're like, oh my God, that person's, that person's whole life has, has collapsed. And it's just something that I go, <laughs> and now I'm, be, I'm being that. Mm. Yeah. And, and I thought that maybe, I was like, do people, know, do people know that that story they're glancing at is like, is, is the destruction of someone's life? Do they know that? And I thought, they probably don't because I didn't. And I thought that's what, and I thought maybe that will be the, that will be the show. I'll, I'll kind of go, because not, you know, it doesn't normally, it's not normally a stand-up comedian that's centred to those stories. So I strangely, I kind of unique, uniquely have an opportunity to kind of tell this story, mm. which most people, if you were a singer, all right, you might write a song, but it, you're not going to be able to capture the, that nuance and that kind of perhaps that trauma in a, in a song in three minutes. But I'll, I'll have an hour to kind of demonstrate what this was, this was like. It, it was just, it was a kind of outer body experience. Unless, I don't, you're looking at the, it was the, you know, you've got the, the physical paper itself, which I didn't really ever see, by the way. I saw the first one on that on that Sunday. Um, I did see that when I I popped into a, sh a shop, but after that, I never really saw the front. It was all on the it was all on the internet, and um, it was just. Were you able to switch off? Because I had something on on a smaller scale, but like I know your phone is filled up with fucking journalists going, "Oh, can we get and messages?" And Twitter is going mental, and and all of that. Were you able to switch off from that, or was that no? <laughs> is it, no, 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 no. It, no, it would, it would, it would just, it would just. I mean, you know, I'm much. Obviously, it's been three years. I'm, I'm much better than I, I, uh, than I was. But I mean, it, it was. I'd been kind of traumatized by the whole thing. It was, it was all I thought about on, on just a constant basis, like. We would be talking and then maybe if you left and I was on my own, it would just go back to that and I would relive all of the tweets and I would relive all of the things that people had said about me and it, it just echoed. It couldn't sleep at night. It would just, it would just be there. It was, by the way, I should say, sometimes when I end up talking about this publicly, what happened, the response to it a lot of the time, unfortunately, is, look at him, he's now playing the victim. I go, no, no, I'm not, play, I'm not playing the victim. I'm just... I'm, I'm being asked a question of what it was like. Yeah. I'm telling you what the punishment felt like. Yeah. Mm. And there'll be people that go, good. I and mean, I've had people say, good, I'm yeah. glad you, you went through that. <laughs> but it was... but like, and, and fine, you know, whatever. But, but I'm just, I'm not, I have to be clear. I'm not, it's very important. I'm not looking for sympathy. You've got to, come, you've got to enter a place in your life where you've got to try and not care about what people, you ha and it's so hard, yeah. especially with what we do. Because you're trying to go on stage and you want people to like what you say, laugh and like you and, and have a good time. You, you know, like I say in the show, you don't, what happened was the opposite of what I was looking for. I didn't want people to, 
to hate me. So what it's done is it's it's kind of made me try and build this wall, which I'm not doing very well, of, of not caring what people think. So I'm not looking for anyone's sympathy. You, you know, I, I, I've got to not care what, mm. what they think, which is hard. It's really hard because you... You just want people. I mean, I don't know. The problem is I'm now at the stage of my life where I know, you know, I mainly know comedians. I'm that guy. And so we we are actually, we've got a thing where we, we want to go up and be liked. It's really odd and men, quite frankly, mental. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know if, you know, that would apply to someone that didn't do comedy. Would you go, do you just... I think people just want to be liked, don't they? Yeah, just, of course we tonight do. Tonight's lovely. Yeah. It's really nice. Like, I, you know, like people go, I like you. You go, I like you. It's great. It's lovely. You, love it. you know, it happens less we and less. We don't get that you. much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let, let me, no, 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 sorry, no, guys. No, we, we, we knew what, what we were getting into. But let me ask you this, because, look, my, my wife and I met when we were 18. Been together wow. since. So I am exactly the sort of person that would judge you for what happened. Yes. Right? Yes. But you joke about it in the show. You say, look, guys, it's been three years, and I think I can say this. You overreacted. And it's presented in a beautiful joke, and it's funny. Thank you. And I would say even as the type of person that would normally judge you, I mean, the reaction to what happened wasn't... And this isn't, again, this isn't about making you play the victim or... No, yeah. But, but it was absurd, wasn't it? Look at look at the prime minister of this country, right? The prime minister, an elected politician, keeps cheating on his wives and whatever, <laughs> and he's the prime minister. Yeah. And can, he, you, can you say that? Will that have to get cut? No, 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 no. Yeah, we're fine. And here's a comedian. Yeah. Look, it's not morally the right thing to do, but was that the proportionate response to what happened? Well, I, the, the, the thing is, is, you know, obviously I, I, I went through it. So you, you, you're I'm a little going biased. I'm not, yeah, I totally, there's a, there's a bit of bias here. Yeah. No, uh, in terms of, I think in terms of what, I think in terms of what the tabloids decided to write, you're, you 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 know you sign a contract, don't you, with the devil? Is you you go? I'm going to go on the biggest show on on, on television, and it's a, and it's you know it's kind of a, it's a family show, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I'm, I, we you know we didn't do that on the show. <laughs> that would have been it was outside of. I mean, that would have yes, that yeah. <laughs> think of the ratings. <laughs> but you know, outside of the show, and um and there was a photo as well. You know, everyone says that about. Mm. You know, people. Um, you know, people mm. have done this before, and people have done worse. But they, 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 they didn't have a photo. Right. So you know, can you imagine what these journalists? It's like that's... the Matt Hancock thing. There was a video. Yeah. yeah. And so that makes it that in much a corridor. Yeah. Was CCTV yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, makes so it that much worse. Sick. The little ass grab and all that. Yeah. You know, it, it adds. <laughs> it adds flavour. Hang on, did I do it? Did he no, do it? No, 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 he, he oh, did that. Right. <laughs> oh, actually, we have a photo of Sean. <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> we have the photo here. Oh, my God. Just um, get it up on the yeah, big yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no. I'd never thought about that, but the photo you think is part of why it went as big as it did. No, of, no, of, right. No, of course. Right, right, no, of right. Of course, right. and I... 
I'm, I'm, honestly, by the way, I'm not, this isn't a kind of change of heart. This is the the, the, the tabloids. What you have to re- realize is, although I had done all these stand-up shows, mm. the, 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 I don't think the public. You know, I wasn't a kind of BBC One face. The public didn't really know who I was. They might say they knew my name. They knew the girl, the guy with the long hair, and the nasally voice, the really irritating voice. <laughs> It sounds like he smoked 40 a day, him. Like, they didn't actually know who I was. So what you do then is your whole personality and your whole identity is up for grabs. Because anyone can write anything about you because this is now how the public are going to find out about you. They've got no preconception. They can't go, I don't know about that. I don't reckon he's like that. I watched him, I watched him on a documentary and he kind of seemed like a nice guy. You know, the way you have a familiarity with, say, Anton Deck, for example. You kind of, you've got that thought, that warm Saturday night, you feel like you know them. So if something is written about them, you kind of got this, this judgment that you can make about the person. I don't know. I'm not sure I buy that. You, the only information you were getting about me as a person, as a human being, was through what was being written about me. So what do you, what are people expected to do if they, this guy has cheated on uh, his girlfriend, he's kissed his dance partner, his photograph, and then every article is about how much of a cunt he is. Well, you're not, there was no, there was no opposing, there was no opposition to that. What am I meant to do? Am I meant to come out and tweet? I no, hang on. I, sorry, I know, I know I did that, but actually I'm a nice guy. I can't do that. <laughs> and there was, there was going to be no, no journalist that was going to do that for me. So the tabloids are running that story. If you get caught kiss, kissing your dance partner, this is what will happen. So we could talk about it was blown out of proportion. But I, I was on the biggest show. And you could come with all the things going on in the world. How comes that, that you're on the front page for 12 days doing this? Well, because... It's, it's, it's celebrity culture. This is what people find interesting. Maybe not you and I, mm. but this is what, this is what people like, are seemingly, evidently, are into. We're into people's private lives. And, if, and what, is there anything more fun than reading about how much of a cunt someone is? <laughs> Absolutely not. So people are going like, oh, God, look, look, he's... He's a cunt. Look, 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 read it. Look, I mean, look. there's, there's a another story. Yeah, there's yeah. a photo of him yeah. being a cunt, and and every photo. I mean, they did, you know, they did manipulate my my personality a lot, and they kind of did. You know, they they really went. They really zoned in on the alcohol, which I felt at the time I felt was unfair. But you know, I did. I bloody loved a drink. I've not drank now <laughs> in, a, in a long time, but I did love a drink. And, mm. But they would just get pictures of me. Like you know, just sat outside a cafe, and then they would they would scream. They would kind of get that that snapshot of when you're you're blinking. So then <laughs> so then the shot is just this with a pint. Yeah, with a pint. <laughs> so it just looked every photo I looked absolutely hammered, and I I wasn't, um, and I wasn't really doing anything that that you know anyone in my kind of position or age would do. You know, I went out and I had a good. I mean, I had too much of a good time. That's that's for sure. But but I don't, it wasn't the, it wasn't the tablet, it wasn't the tablet, believe it or not, it wasn't really 
yes, I felt like I was being attacked. Naturally, you're good. You know, if everyone keeps writing about you, it's fucking terrifying if you've never been through anything like it. It was more, I think probably what hurt more was just everyone, not everyone, but it felt like, it felt like there wasn't much, do I want to say, def not defense of me, but just... Was it a loss of control you felt, Sean? In that we all cultivate our image. Do you know what I mean? Yes, totally. Yeah, so we cultivate our image. And, and especially comics. Yeah. You know, we go out and, and you've got the allotted time to go, this is what I'm like. And, and yeah, I completely lost that control and everyone else was deciding who I was. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely that, that, I suppose, that strange loss of control. Because you do have a control in real life yeah. when you, you meet people. There's an element of control that you have. If you, you want, if you I want this person, I want to get on with this person. I will, and maybe not necessarily consciously, but I will be this version of myself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. if you don't like someone, you know, I, I I tell you now, you could meet two. You can meet. I always think. But someone was saying to me, uh, I worked. I, I worked on a sitcom with Jack D. It was wonderful. It was like dream come true stuff. I was in Jack D's sitcom, and um, I was recently with someone on it and he was he was so nice he was talking about you know uh, how enthusiastic I was and, and, and he kind of saying how nice it, it was to work with me and I we all had an amazing time I had such I was in such a good place I was in Jack D's sitcom I mean that is the dream and and then I thought oh that's so weird because and I said to him no 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 I'm not you're, it's really funny you keep saying how cheerful I am I'm, I'm, I'm not cheerful I was having a good mm. Mm, you got cheerful me because I was having a great time. I go, yeah. you could talk to someone that worked with me on a thing where I wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. You'd be talking about two completely different human beings. You'd be going, there's no, I know Sean, Sean's nothing like that. There's, yeah. There are different shapes and sizes to all of us. So it was, it was so strange to just completely lose, like you say, all of that. Hey, Constantine, do you like shopping? No. In Russia, you skin bare with your bare hands and wear it. Obviously, this is for men only. Women and small children are allowed to use knife. Where did you get your blazer from? It's made out of bear. Babushka created it for me using nothing but her own bare hands. No pun intended. I wondered what the smell was. But for those of you who do want an easy, no-hassle solution to the grind of going shopping, then Stitch Fix is for you. Stitch Fix is a service for both men and women and makes shopping for clothes easy. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash trigger to set up your profile. They'll deliver clothes chosen just for you in your taste, size and budget. And by taste, they mean something that will look good instead of showing the world you're having a midlife crisis like me. The items you buy arrive at your door a few days later. You try everything on at home, decide what to keep, and then send anything else back. It's so easy. You just pay £10 each time you order, which is credited towards the items you keep, and you'll get 20% off when you keep all five items. There's no subscription, plus shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you making shopping for clubs easy and hassle-free. Get started today at stitchfix.co.uk forward slash trigger and get 20% off when you keep all five items. Can you order fresh Siberian bearskin from Stitch Fix? Uh, possibly. Go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash trigger to find out. 
And then there was a reaction that you had, which was a physical reaction, which was the opening to the special, which is actually, I mean, you present it in a comedic manner and it is funny, but it's also, it's fucking awful. Well, I, after that, it ended up triggering a lot of, I had a lot, I had a lot of panic attacks after that. Really, really bad. I'd had panic attacks in my early 20s, but that was mainly just to chain smoking. 10 cups of black coffee a day, Jaeger bombs at night. Mm. You know, I didn't know <laughs> what caffeine did. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, in my early 20s, like then having panic attacks and, and then going to the doctors and him going, so how much coffee did you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about 10 cups of coffee? Yeah, he's like, yeah I, yeah, I don't think you should be doing that. That's, that's what's bringing on the, the panic attacks. But cut to coming out of that, it, there was a physical reaction. It, it was just... And I still get them occasionally when something in my head triggers and takes me back to it all. I just feel overwhelmed and it, and it, yeah, you have a physical kind of, everything spins and you kind of collapse. It's, it's very, it's, it's horrific, but I, you know, I don't, I like what well, I hope that no one was, I hope that was no one's goal. That's mm. just, yeah, that was just me being. I'm not. I'm not someone that's really built for. I think. I think there are people. There are comedians, right? Now that exist that seem to um, thrive off like conflict on the internet. You know that people say bad things about them and they thrive off it and they go off it. Talking they, about me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it you? Do you yeah. get? I, t- I can't. But, you but, really do you? You fry the been... hatred. Ah, oh, yes, one hates me. This is fantastic. <laughs> like, no, I, I just, I, don't, I, I, I just go. Oh God, someone hates me. This is, this is absolutely yeah. horrific. I, I, but I think it's a good point. I think some I never people... wanted to be liked, John. Yeah. That's the difference. What are you? Tra- are you joking? No, I never wanted to be liked. What, no. what do you mean? And I never wanted to be liked. I, I don't. I don't care if you like me. I, I care not? if what I'm saying is true, or if it's funny, or if it's well written. And if you don't like it, can't, no one's going to laugh at your thing if they don't like you. No, they will. So no, I don't I think that's you impossible. Don't think so. You can't go and watch. No, think about it in life. Forget comedy. Mm. We're at an event. Mm. We're at a gathering. Someone you hate mm. sat opposite you at a table. Oh, true. That person says something funny. You, there's no way you're laughing. That's a good correction. So what I mean... It's all about... But, Jack D said back when he did... Uh, I'll never forget it. I just started and I watched Jack on Mark Lawson on BBC4. And Jack D said comedy is 80% likeable. Yeah. Likeability. You're right. That never left me. You're right. The look at the, look at the, look at someone like Rob Beckett. Yeah. I love Rob to bits. Look how... Like, he's a brilliant comedian. But look... Look... You just love him. Yeah. I, I've been in his company. He's just a, yeah, yeah, a great yeah. guy to be around, mm. making people laugh. Yeah, yeah. Lo- that, that's the, that's you're the right. juice. Here's, here's where I think we're talking past each other. I think you're exactly Sorry, yeah. right. No, 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 you're exactly right. We're just having the conversation. Online, though, there's a difference between because very often the things that make some people really, really like you are also... Online, the, did you say? Online. Yeah, right, right. Are also the thing that makes some people really, really hate you. Okay, fair so enough. So if yeah, I'm online saying. making a joke that's articulating the point of view of 80% of the population mm. in a funny way mm-hmm. and 20% of the population really, really, really hate that, yes, that's where you end up, right? 
And I have no problem okay. with the 20% hating me if I'm articulating something in a funny way that makes people okay. laugh and, and, and people feel that their point of view about the world is being validated by somebody who's got an audience. It's also dependent yeah. as well on the style of comedy that you do. Yeah. For example, yes, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I, I talk about microwaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was always quite political and yeah. satirical yes. in what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you're going to tackle a subject that is contentious, that gets people het up, whatever it may be, and you tackle it, and it may be a brilliant routine, there's people going to be, oh, it's punching down, this is disgraceful, you can't say that, you're laughing yeah. at X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're doing a brilliant routine about microwaves, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. most people aren't going to get that reaction, although there will always be a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take issue take, with it. Take to, why is he fucking talking but, about my But this, is, but this ah. is, Sean, this yeah, is yeah. why I asked you about proportionality because one of the things we've explored on the show, as you know, people uh, who've, who've got cancelled for a joke or who've got cancelled for saying the wrong thing or have got... And it certainly feels to me like in the modern climate, people are being... We, we're having disproportionate reactions to things that people say and do, Right. Whereas you got can you got nineties cancelled for like an old school nineties <laughs> got nineties cancelled you know like that's I, what people used to get cancelled for yeah right? yeah well like I I knew you know I knew we were gonna we were gonna brush on the topic of of, of cancel culture but I mean I'm not trying to lead you, you to know, any part no I know you oh opinion. god no yeah. oh, okay, no don't worry about that no it's yeah. fine uh, no but I the thing is I joke I say I'm cancelled in the show and I think that you know. I, after after Strictly Come Dancing, after the kiss, you, uh, you, if 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 it's, it's the entertainment business, guys. Yeah. You know they gotta like you. You can, mm. you, yeah. and and if everything that has been written about you is pointing people in the direction that well, we don't like this guy. And I think there's, I think I've always just as a person kind of suffered with that. I think. Look, you know, kind of long hair, looked confident, was never confident, but looked confident. There's kind of, people didn't, I don't think I was, I always remember being really envious of Josh Widdicombe, um, a great comic, but you know, that you just loved Josh. Just, you know, I remember being in a room, people just, they just took to Josh, just warm and so, so likable, you know, and then, and then I, and then I was there just kind of <laughs> miserable and hung over and fucked off with everything that <laughs> I just think that I, 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 I certainly, when I was younger, lent myself to, to being, to kind of being disliked. I think I was just a kind of dislikable person. <laughs> See, I'm going to be honest with I you. Don't I, agree I, with I, that. I don't agree with that. I tell no. you, I tell you what it is for me. Like I remember when I started in comedy and you already on the ascendancy, you were this young, good-looking guy who would come out and just crush gigs, mm. just crush gigs. And then there'd be, because for the rest of us, it took us time to find out what we wanted to do. In it. Yeah. But you seem to come out fully formed. I remember <laughs> Paul Ricketts saying that the first time he ever saw you gig, it was like your 10th gig. And he said, I don't know what is it is, but Sean had it. I think I'd know. I think, hey, when I was started out, yeah. I, I could, I, I, there's been enough time since now and then that I think that I was, I think I was, yeah, I, I think I, 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 look, I'd been studying, I, I'm not joking, I was, it's in the show, I was doing stand up in the playground. I didn't do homework at school. Teachers put the homework down and I would say, it's okay, I'm going to be a film star. I, I wouldn't do the homework. Yeah. I thought I was going to be Jim Carrey. That was my upset. I just thought, 
I'm going to be a comedian. I don't need to know. I mean, it's really not helped. I'm thick as shit. <laughs> I, I know nothing because I just was just all I wanted to do was be a comedian. Yeah. yeah. And so when I started, people go, this guy is this only his 10th gig. No, 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 you don't understand. Mm. I, this is all I thought about. Like Robin Williams talked about that. There's a few other comics who were just as 10-year-olds, they were practicing it. eight hours a I, day. In the mirror. Yeah, right, see this. I don't think I do this. Do I do this in the show? Do I? See, you watch it recently, yeah. right? Yeah. Where, you know that? So the eyebrows. No, I don't think no, you did you that. Right? Didn't no. do that. So, yeah, I think I cut out. We only had an hour. I was, when I first saw Ace Ventura, I'd go into, and the mask, which I, I think only released in uh, like a year apart. Um Doing that with the, the eyebrows, I, I would go in, so easy now, it just comes to me. I, I couldn't do that. I would, as a kid, 10 year old, mm. in the mirror, would put both eyebrows up, hold one down, and just do this for ages, so that there was just one eyebrow, and then do it with the other. And that was hours and hours in front of the mirror, training to do that with my eyebrow. Like I, so I had, it wasn't my 10th gig. It, I'd been, in my head, I'd been doing this forever. And I would go to the Comedia, the local comedy club in Brighton, Every Sunday on my own, the bouncers begin to, the bouncers would, I would turn up and it would be that weird kid <laughs> that was coming to the club every, yeah. every Sunday on his own. Mm. They just started letting me in. Yeah. Yeah. They started to go, oh, it's you. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just walk in. But I think what happened was, this is, this is so strange thinking back over my career, where I did get a lot quite early on, a lot of television, I think it, it, it did me a lot of... And again, I I'm, I'm sound like I'm being very ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful. It's some, amazing some of the things I've done. I think it, it was probably too much for me to, to handle at such a young age. And I think it destroyed a lot of my confidence. It destroyed a lot. I, I suddenly... I'd, I hadn't... I was so mad, right? It was just naivety. It wasn't even arrogance. It was... I suppose it was. When you're young, you're kind of, I, I literally just thought, like... I, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'll have a sitcom. I thought, I was, thought I'll have, have this thought. And then, then I started doing TV and I was way out of my depth. Well, I'm not doing stand up, but doing like the panel show. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And suddenly the doubt comes in. Mm. And I never really doubted myself before. Mm. And then when you first get that doubt, I don't know. I've, I'm not just saying, because some people go, oh. But when we were doing, when those first three weeks of Strictly, I felt like I did at the beginning of my stand-up career and I felt like I've got it back. And I'm, it's so much, this is it. Right. And that, cause that doubt in my, that I, that I kind of developed in my mid twenties that, and I think that's why I drank a lot as well. I think I really, I just suddenly, I, I couldn't really hand, I felt like at such a young age, fucking hard, so I won't name him. Because he was saying privately, but there's a, a friend of ours, he's not a lovely young comic. He's been going since he was a fucking, you know, 18. He's one of these guys. So he's only 25 now. I'm with him. He's talking about regret. He's talking about the mistakes he's made. And I'm like, it hurts me so much. I'm like, man, you can't, you're 25. Like, get, you've not made, you've not made any mistakes. They're steps. They're steps. Mm. Come on, like, snap out. Mm, you can't. Yeah. And like, because I was there. I was 25 fucking years of age going, I fucked it. I've ruined it. I've completely ruined it. And it's, I just wish that I hadn't, I wish I'd handled that better, kind of got myself up, dusted myself down. Come on. And I, I, I really, it ain't me a, a lot. That. See, a lot of people are watching this and they've seen panel shows on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that is created is very, very different from what actually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it like doing that and thinking, 
I'm not doing well here. Oh, God. Fucking hell. It's just like... Man, I did a show. I did a show. I had my own TV show on Comedy Central called Sean Wolf's World. And um, it was an internet clip show. And I did this show. And it was... It went, the, this was before trolling, the, the, the phrase trolling. This is another straight, how old are you? I'm 39. You're 39, 36. Yeah, 39. 39, right? So when we, how long have you been going? Uh, I, I did it for about five years. I haven't done it since the pandemic. Okay, wow. Yeah. So we do comedy here, we write stuff. I bet stuff. your anxiety's down, isn't it? Is that nice? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm loving it. And, and the, 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 the travel, for me it was the travel actually. Oh God. For me, it was the travel. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That I, when the pandemic started and the lockdown came, I was like, <laughs> I loved lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I, mean, so I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean, can I come back though? To, of course. To, to the whole Sorry. cancel. I just, no, 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 this, just go off. Yeah. no, no. But it's great. All I was going to say. This yeah. is what my point was going to yeah. be. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I joke about being cancelled. Yeah. I still, since Strictly, yeah. have done bits and bobs on telly. I've not been, and I tore, and so I've not been cancelled, but but d did it make it harder for me you to get work? You lost a shit work? ton of work. I lost a shit right. ton of work. So this yeah. is what I'm so, getting at. And yeah. look, from yeah, your yeah. personal That's point of view, true. from your mental health yeah, point yeah, of yeah. view, you got to own what you did, and you got to process that, yeah. and you got to learn from that, and you got to grow from that. And yeah. I know that you've done that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to get you to say, Oh, I was cancelled. I know you're I not. I was treated so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not. You, you, you've got to be a man and own it because that you fucked up and then the consequences inevitably are on you. Yes. I, however, yeah. however, right? I'm talking about broader society, right? Mm -hmm. The broader culture. Yeah. Do we want to live in a society where someone does what you did or mm -hmm. someone makes a bad joke or someone says the wrong thing or someone you know, is slightly insensitive about a minority group that now we're very focused on. And then people who they've been working with for 5, 10, 15 years suddenly go, oh, you know what? You're untouchable now. Is that the society that we, we should be living in is what I'm getting at. Okay, yeah. So, but should be living in or are, do you think we are living in that? We're definitely not living in a society where people are forgiven for mistakes they make, Right. Well, hang on. Would you yeah. disagree? Well, I, well, actually, do you know? And believe it or not, I, I, because I thought when I was coming on, I was like, "Fucking hell, I don't, I don't think about this kind of stuff." Mm. I was going to say enough, but it's not enough. I just yeah, I, need to. Well, no. I don't really have these yeah, discussions yeah, yeah, outside yeah. of this. But I would, when I hear that question, I think forgiveness takes time. Forget, you know, like you know, you can't. If someone's done something wrong, you can't. You can't just do something wrong and 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 then go. Oh, we've got to forgive him. People fuck up. Let's crack on. You know, I think I think you've got to. There are, um, have we got any examples? I mean, me. Well, we've me, had me, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. me as an example, right? And I'm happy to do that. Um, I I I've recently did Catherine Ryan's new stand-up show. Mm -hmm. It's going out on Amazon, and that wouldn't have happened uh, six months after Strictly. No way. You go fuck off. We're not having him on the mm -hmm. show. Yeah, but. We have time. I think people, people go. I think I think he's learned his lesson, hasn't he? And 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 now I'm kind of slowly getting work again, and and it's it's really and it, things are going really going really well. I, I just think they they take time. I don't know of anyone that's been 
you know, is there, is there an example of anyone that's done something that where they haven't kind of been forgiven or let... Andrew let Lawrence, yeah. Alistair Williams, Chris McGlade. I mean, I can keep going. There's a lot of people. But... Bill well, Cosby. <laughs> there you go. There's one. <laughs> but Louis C.K.? I'm not mean, defending any of these people. I know you're not defending them. No, I'm I know not, you're not defending them. And Bill them. Cosby was a joke, to be clear, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but I'm saying it for them. <laughs> for, for, okay. them. for them. Because there'll be someone going, yes, he's defending yes. Bill Cosby. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, right. But, but the other, and look, Louis C.K., but does that, does that mean his career should be ruined forever? But, it's, but hang on, guys, it's like, it's not, he, I mean, he's released two specials that you can pay for and watch on the internet. Yeah. And yeah. I imagine he's making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars off yes. that. Yeah. So, all right, like, He's, he's laughing, he got, isn't he? Yeah. Well, that's a little bit different because has he still got the same career that he had before? Does 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 he? He still sells out all those massive rooms, doesn't he? But this is what the conversation is really about for me. It's like people will say, and and perhaps there's some truth to it, that if you get cancelled and you make a big stink about it, what? you can benefit from it, right? People will say that, and I think if you play your cards right, that is true. That is true. You can be cancelled. I'm the cancelled guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And, and that's definitely true. There's definitely an element to that. But there's also other people for whom that's really not true, who who really uh, never recover from that. And and I've given you an example of a few. Now, Chris McGlade, for example, I don't know if you know anything about him. No, I don't. He think so. he's a sort of uh, anyway. We won't get the into Scottish it. guy. Uh, he's northern. Same thing. <laughs> okay, north of Watford yeah, 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 yeah okay. exactly um, no, um, yeah okay I think I've heard yeah so basically he had a poem in the show which said something about the Rothschilds and it happened to, to have been a bad moment for race relations and then he had all the shows cancelled from the theatre and the only reason he's still even gigging and maybe the only he was suicidal Right. Yeah, I he can, came I, I on can, this I show imagine, yeah. and he got a, a few of our fans supporting him and now he's got a tour and he's coming back on the show soon to talk about it so that's worked out for him. But that's what's happened to him is massively disproportionate to the crime. And that's what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Well. And Sean, again, I'm not trying to get you to say anything worry, that you don't no, believe. It's honest, no, I'm just that that, that uh, inhale is just me trying to is me trying to kind of form a, 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 an opinion immediately. I think oh, it is yeah. The out the outrage always feels disproportionate, but that, that that's this is where we are now with with social media. Mm. The 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 outpour is is always going to be massive. I mean, I don't really under I don't I don't think it's got it's gossiping, isn't it? It's people that it's people gossiping, talking to strangers. It's a forum. It's, I mean, it's just a giant forum of of rumors and. Mm. And outrage and opinions. I, he was remo- what he was removed because his shows were pulled. I don't know. I the don't same know. show yeah. that he did yeah. at that same yeah. theatre a year previously to rave reviews suddenly now is too problematic, right? Uh, but look, we're, we're going down a bit. No, of but I sorry. It's, it's just yeah. because I don't. It's because yeah. I don't. I, it's because I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't really understand why that's. That's happened to him. I don't, I don't know the story, and I. And, but all I can do is I can the, the bit that I can identify with is how awful that must have been for him yeah. to yeah. to go through. Yeah. And I think I think what's what can be tough is is you know no no one you know you don't you know like 
look at Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Carr went, J Jimmy made that joke. The 3,000 people in the room Laugh. laughed. I mean, you know, he doesn't, if he knows, he can't tell the future. If he knows that that's going to be, if, if what the reaction was going to be was going to happen, does he do that joke? Probably, probably doesn't do that joke. So it's so tough. We live in a world where you don't know what the reaction's going to be. How can you know? You know, he didn't know that was the, when Jimmy made that joke, I don't, he didn't know that was the line. That line hadn't been drawn. So he makes the joke and then they go, Shh, no, that, you crossed the line. It's like, fuck, the line wasn't there. The fucking line wasn't there. Fuck, I didn't know that. If you told me that was the line before, I wouldn't have said it. So it's, it's, it, it, is, it is tough. Francis, I don't know. May I ask one more question? Yeah, go on. Go, yeah, go for it. So this is the brilliant point that you've made about Jimmy and the line, right? Because to me, the healthy attitude of society to comedy has always been, look, comedians are going to make mistakes all the time. Right? Yeah. You're going to make a joke. Yeah. Go, and we're constantly feeling where that line is, right? In a room. In a room. Yeah, yeah, live, yeah. Yeah. Or, or when you're doing something on, on YouTube or whatever like we do, right? You're constantly going, where is this line? Let's feel it out. Let's see if we can cross it. What happens here? But I feel that we've got to a position where it's like the moment you get past the line, it's no longer, oh, oh that, that, that was a, ooh. Do you know how people used to go in a comedy club? And that yeah. was it. And you're, okay, that's a bit far. Yeah, but dude, the, the, that's the comedy club. The problem, the, the, pro the, the reason that none of this can be kind of, none of this can be, in one of a, in one of a, a better kind of sentence, basically, is, is calmed down. The reason that can't happen is because it's leaving the comedy club yeah. and it's going on to, to social. It's seven a.m. on Good Morning Britain. It's just look, it can't, it, it, you, you can't resolve this. But the, the thing you can control is what is what happens in mm. in the room. Right. That can be. Concerned. But you don't control that anymore because you've got people with phones and all yeah. that shit, right? Precisely. So I just, I don't, I don't think this stops. I think it just. Gets worse. <laughs> it just, it, yeah, it just carries on and gets and gets worse, and you have to kind of live with it. I mean, I listened to I, I listened to Tommy Tiernan talking to Adam Buxton a few months ago, and they were talking about I think a joke that Tommy got in trouble for mm. uh, about Jewish people. I think mm. it was. Mm. I think it was. And and Adam Buxton uh, had, had suggested maybe that comedians now need to. Not just think about because my so, the defense would always be like, but are you listening to what I mean? Because this is what happens when it goes on the, the internet. People interpret everything in the, the way they just interpret things. And they go, well, I think he means that. Why don't you actually think about what he or she is trying to say, as opposed to your interpretation of what? What are they actually just trying to say? Right. And then we'll just go with that because they didn't mean anyone any harm. Right. This mm. is what they were trying to yeah. say. But Adam Buxton was, and that's always been my kind of line, but yeah. I don't think he really meant to hurt some, anyone's feelings. Mm. But with, Adam Buxton suggested that maybe now we need to take into account the, what it could be perceived as. And I thought, oh God, that's interesting. See, by the way, this doesn't touch any of the stand-up I do. My stand-up, you know, yeah. so, so it's, this is why I don't think about it that much. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the microwave but, stuff doesn't get affected. <laughs> microwave either. stuff, what am I writing about? I've got a dog, you know, and, 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 and people stop you when you have a dog and they go, is it a boy or a girl? And you think, why did you want to fuck it? That's, <laughs> what I, that's all I'm talking about. I'm yeah. not talking about the issues. But, <laughs> I mean, you could go then into the trans stuff from the boy or girl, but... But, but, but he doesn't. But, but he don't. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't get anywhere near that. No. But because I don't think about that stuff. Yeah. But here's the point, yeah. right? What something could be perceived as, isn't that just the death of comedy? 
Isn't that just you second and third and fourth guessing every piece of material that you write? If you start to think, well, hang on, well, then that could be perceived as this, but it could also be perceived as anything. Like, I'm someone with, an, with anxiety. I perceive <laughs> a billion different things at the same fucking time. Yeah. That's why I'm crippled some of the time. You can't operate like that. Well, but the, the room, yeah, you see, well, I try to not think past the room I'm playing yeah. to. And the room will let you know. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know, so. But that's how always, that's all I'm saying, man. That's how it always was. You are in the room. Yeah. You do a joke. The yeah. audience pulls back. You yeah. go, that was too far for this audience yeah, totally, in this yeah. room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Absolutely, you go, okay, yeah. I'll try it again. I, by the way, I do, when I'm trying new stuff, I do, yeah. I, I, I do sometimes say things where the crowd go like, oh, and you go, oh, okay, maybe yeah, not that. Yeah, and you maybe try it again. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. change the wording, you play around with it. And eventually, if it's a shit bit or if it's too <laughs> offensive, you drop it. Yeah. That's how it was. But if every time you go too far, then suddenly the world descends upon you and ruins your life. That is going to affect your comedy, isn't it? I, I, I imagine it will. Yeah. 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 That, that's all we're talking about. Yeah. No, I know it is. But I know. I know. No, I know it is. But I think. But I think. If it's just, you have to. You know, the audience isn't one thing. The public. We call it the public. Yeah. yeah. The audience. It's yeah. not one thing. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made of individuals, mm. and and each stand. Every time you do a do a room there's a different people in that room that are going to give you a lot of the time there might be a different reaction what you're trying to do is you're trying to create a um you know you, you're trying to create a consistency aren't you you want preferably going into every room and smashing every room and that's generally impossible even for the the biggest and the best mm. but you you know you each each gig is different and i the audience will they'll let you know what they're what they're up for that mm. night and I, I, I don't. I mean, could Tom, could Tommy? Now, does he have to think about what it might be perceived as? But your response, I suppose, your responsibility changes, doesn't it? The bigger you are, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what an open spot is is saying. But Tommy Tin, and then what happens is this weird thing happens. That's always been the way. Mm -hmm. Is that if you become a huge name, suddenly you're given, like you guys with this, you know, this has grown. Suddenly you're given this responsibility where people suddenly expect things from you. Mm. And and that that's just that's just always been the way. And what's it like to have that responsibility? Does it mean that, that suddenly you start second guessing, third guessing? Or do you just have to be a comedian and go, look, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say? I do but I don't I don't think I've ever had that. I I I was in the limelight, which meant it mattered what I mattered but you know what I mean it was, what I was saying was going to be picked up but it, it wasn't um it, it's not like it's not like people are, are generally speaking coming to me about you know for my opinion about everything that's like a different yeah, yeah. it's a different game that's a different level like you know when, when like when football managers start getting asked about Russia and Ukraine <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. That, suddenly it's like what what's happening but it's just we've always been like that if you get if you become really successful, almost at anything, suddenly you're meant to have an actors. I mean, they're <laughs> actors. Mm. Yeah. They, they want actors love people. We love knowing what an actor. This guy's been in an action film. <laughs> Let's find out what he or she thinks about the war in in Ukraine. It's just always been that way. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, KK. Do you like podcasts? No. 
In Russia we don't have podcast. All we need are beautiful and true words of Uncle Vlad to guide us. And how's that working out? Not good, but still more trustworthy than BBC, Sky, CNN, Fox News and MSNBC. Good point. But for those of you who do like a funny and informative podcast, then you've got to check out The Girlfriend Translator. The two co-hosts are women that answer all your questions. Why ask women questions? Uncle Vlad says women are only for... Because it gives men objective advice on the minefield that is dating and relationships in 2022. If you're wondering why she never called you back, why she lost interest, or simply how to become a better partner, then you have to check this show out. She didn't call you back because you're not real men. You don't write bear or shut off. Okay, mate, uh, but it's not just for men. Ladies, you can listen and find out what makes men tick and an insight into male psychology. There's only one answer to that. <laughs> Plus, it's funny and you get to ask the host questions. If you've ever had a situation in a relationship that has left you feeling confused and want an impartial point of view, then you need to check out The Girlfriend Translator. Check out Girlfriend Translator wherever you get your podcast. I've never listened to it because it is appropriately banned in Russia. We're all comedians and a part of being a comedian, you alluded it to, to, to it yourself yeah. in your show that you wanted to be a star, you wanted to be a star. <laughs> it's embarrassing, yeah. No, but it's, it's honest, that's what was great about yeah. it because that's what, that's what we all wanted to be when we're going in, a yeah. different type of star, yeah. but a star nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having experienced it, was it all that it was cracked up to be? Well, I, uh, as, as well, uh, well, when you're in it, when you're... you're I don't. Well, I, did, I certainly, I certainly never viewed myself as a star. But you were, so, uh, you know, I was, I was on television. But I was recognisable. That's, yeah. uh, that's the way I feel comfortable. If those three weeks had run forever, yeah, yeah, would that, you have been? That would have been. Oh, it seems like that would have been bloody lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I say in the show, I think like I was walking down the street and people are going, "Good luck on Saturday." Yeah. It was lovely. You go, cheers, mate. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But. Um, no, uh, and, and I'll tell you what's quite funny is I, and I don't, I don't mention this in the show. I only did one gig uh, in the time that I'd been on Strictly. So in that three weeks, I did one gig and got to feel the reaction of the crowd. They went, they went nuts. It really? was a, a, man, it was what you dream of. I went out and the crowd were like, fuck, it's him! And they went, they went wild. And I was like, like I say, I felt like I had my power back. And I you didn't an need amazing gig. You didn't uh, need punchlines. No, anything you say is just funny. Flying. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And uh and I did it was like a film. I got I got to experience that once <laughs> downstairs at Top Secret. Oh man, for, it's a great room. For 15 minutes, best in the country, Top Secret. Yeah. And Hot Water. Yeah. Uh, up in Liverpool, but in London, yeah, Top Secret. So, um, and Bill Murray, shout out to the Bill Murray Comedy Club. But the, the um, yeah, just once for, for 10, 15 minutes yeah. to feel that, to walk off. <laughs> and to become the number one villain yeah. for, for the rest of the year. But isn't and that, that... Was, and that was it. I got, you go, I, f I felt that once. It's it... fucking mental. It's crazy. But isn't that the quintessential celebrity experience? You go from being this hero where everyone... Like, I had it condensed into like <laughs> just three weeks. Like that. Woohoo! Ah! Straight down. Because you look at someone like Beckham, David Beckham, he went through the same thing where he was just like the hero, then the, then in the 98 World Cup, everyone hated him. 
And that's what yeah. happens to a load of celebrities. I wonder what that did to him. Did he ever write about what that did to him? I don't know if he wrote, but I know he got he needed help yeah, yeah, to go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was on an even bigger scale than yours, which was big, of course, big yeah. scale. Of course, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But um, what, what, what? I was just telling you, I got to, I got to feel that that once before that throughout my twenties, I think I, 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 I'll tell you what I've learned. If you're going to go like, you know, it's the film. And what did he learn from going for all of that? I've learned the value of things in my life a lot more. I had no respect. I didn't value anything I had came from often poor background, no money. You know, my dad waiting for the the money to come in. Loved drugs, my dad, and, uh, <laughs> and so he'd be waiting for the the money to come through the, the cash point so they could buy his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and so then, you, at twenty one years of age, you 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 suddenly my, my friends were like working on me, but like Gabs is working in a in a bakery. And we're getting £127.50 for 20 minutes or sometimes £149.50, sometimes 200 quid. Like, it was it was mind-blowing. I had was getting paid £200 <laughs> to do the thing I loved whilst my mates were working eight hours in a bakery. <laughs> like, it, it was unreal. So, but it meant that I didn't really learn the vowel at such a young age. When 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 people know you know in your twenties that's when you're broke isn't it yeah your twenty yeah not me I wasn't broke I, I I went from earning circuit money in your early twenties which was a lot back then to then doing TV where you're earning like silly money which I all spent on uh, Ubers how I much think. were you earning I think I earned well we're not going to go yeah. you know we're talking thousands of pounds we're yeah. talking talk, yeah. for someone in their twenties we're talking yeah yeah you know I didn't have to look at what a price of Coffee was, you know, even a t-shirt. Like, I just buy t. I just buy a t-shirt. It doesn't matter. I just buy t-shirt. Like, and it's only a t-shirt. But to not to be at that age where you're not looking at the val, you know, the val. To not look. That's such a small thing. But I wasn't looking. That's not someone that's valuing things. No. There's no value. You pick that. I buy that. That's how I was with life. I didn't value anything. I got trapped from no money to money. So I didn't have that bit which you were meant to have in your life as a student who mm. then goes into work, which is, okay, this is how much I'm getting this week. I'm going to need this. I better put this aside. I'm going to buy this, the food here. So my friends always lived. And I didn't, it wasn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't connect with them. I couldn't, you can't teach yourself that. If, you're, if you've suddenly been given loads of money and you had none and you, you didn't, I didn't come from, you know, uh, traditional family. <laughs> so... That wasn't really instilled in me, even you know, even if they they tried. So, so you didn't learn the value of anything when that's all taken away from you. So now you're not earning the big bucks because you're finding it difficult to get work. And then people, everyone thinks you're a cunt, so they're not coming to see your shows. And that's turned around a little bit. But suddenly, you've really got to learn the value of thing, money, French, everything. You really learn to weigh up the value of things. So when you're talking about my 20s, what was it like? I don't really know. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't assessing this. I was just going through it. I was just getting shit for doing it, shit face, where are we going? What are we do? There was no value. I, and, and remember, I kind of expected it weirdly. I, that arrogant, that young, I've been wanting to do this since I was 10. So this was what I expected of myself 
And then also it wasn't really the stuff I wanted to do. I wanted to be a comic, you know, Jim Carrey and, and be doing things like, you know, farcical, faulty tower style sitcoms. And I was, I was on panel show. It all kind of went a bit wrong somehow. Mm. And it's when you reflect and you realize, God, I didn't, I didn't value any of that. And I didn't value, you know, like I walked out the second time I did Live at the Apollo, the second one. So I did three times, which is amazing. And the second time I did it, I bet, I, I tell you what, I bet I was told I was doing that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I went up and I did it. And I didn't even stay and watch. I think I just, I literally did my second live of the Apollo. Had a fantastic time talking about Jaeger bombs and, and being hungover and having, you know, when you have to go up, uh, when you get a, 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 a round double-decker bus and it's packed downstairs and then you've got to make that call. Shall I go upstairs? Or shall I stay down here? <laughs> and then so you go, right, I'm good, fuck it, I'll risk it. I'll see if there's a seat upstairs. And then you have to do that walk upstairs and you turn around and it's packed, and now you have to do the walk of shame <laughs> back down the stairs where everyone is waiting for you, going, yeah, we knew. It's London. Everyone knew that was packed. No nice try, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I finished that, and I went home, and I never thought about it again. There was no appreciation of these amazing things I was doing, whereas, obviously, with what happened with Strictly, everything after that, there's such an appreciation. I did Royal Albert Hall on a Tuesday. Was it last Tuesday? Or the Tuesday before? And there's such a... You, you just, you know, I'm looking around like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is amazing. And you value everything. So that's been really good for me. Do you know what I Do you understand no, what I, I understand like communicate? I don't like 100%. Yeah. And I think I didn't have that in my 20s. There was no appreciation of, of fucking anything. And uh, it's nice to be able to really value my you're, life. You're I love my now. life. My life. My life outside of comedy, because when you're young, all it is is about comedy, comedy, comedy. And now I, I, I love my time off stage. I love my time in West London where I live and I fuck, I have a day off and I fucking love it. And I never used to. I used to just be hung over and going, oh, fuck, I've got a gig on Tuesday. Oh, fuck. You know? Are you glad you went through it? <laughs> <laughs> I just... I... It's, you, you kind of want to, to, to... The Hollywood answer would be yes. And you want to go, like, yeah, it made me a better person, but I, I think that it would have been nicer to have had an easier route. You can't be glad you went through that. It was, no. You know, no, Sean, no. I don't think it's possible to have the life that you had without having some kind of crash. That's true. I don't think... Everyone thinks that says I, that I don't me. think it was possible. Because, <laughs> because yeah. that, that, that lack of presence with your life that you talk about for the, for the, in the 20s, yeah. it, it, it was always going to... Because you, you, and I speak from personal experience. Sure. You're too arrogant. You're too arrogant. <laughs> you, you, you start to think you're everything. Am I when wrong? Were you, when were you feeling this? Uh, I was feeling it in, in different things that I was doing. Do you still have it? Uh, th what, the arrogance? Yeah. A little bit. You do have but, it? But it's been tempered now. Do you have it? No, life beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> life beat the life living beat. shit. It fucking, I'll, there's I'll a, there's a Libertine's line. I've got to quote, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a Libertine's line. And I made it my Twitter bio and I actually took it down because I thought, oh, if 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 like if I got an audition in America, which I sometimes get, they might see this and think, "What the fuck does that mean?" And then they'll look back at the strictly stuff. But um, Pete Doherty, Libertine's line, which is a "Boy kicked out of the world, the world kicked back a lot fucking harder now." Yeah, that yeah. that made that for me. That was what I felt like when I was going through that strictly stuff. That that I should yeah. get that as a tattoo. It's like I brought up, dad off his nut and drugs, mm. went to school, didn't get a GCSE. 
that ended up playing the O2 Arena. Like I was, I felt like you know, in a in a business that is full of middle class, yeah, the, you know, middle class everywhere, middle class people, private school people, people, a lot of people. They're just their life is handed yeah. to them. But I've come in through this other route, and then the world just went. Bang! Yeah. Fuck off! And I'm like, like, like oh god, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I, I, I know how you feel. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, when you asked me, uh, I initially just gave you my story. Was very, sorry, god. No, no, it was much simpler. My parents, when I was born, my mum had been 18 for three days. My dad was 20. They were both students. Really poor in Soviet Russia. Fast forward a few years, my dad becomes a mini oligarch. Shit, tons of money send me to private school in England. You know, son, don't worry. I, I was like, maybe I should get a job while I'm at school. Just, you know, no, don't worry about it. Just get the grades. You go to university, get the grades. You're going to go to a big financial company, you know, company house, company car, company wife, company, like everything wow. taken care of. And by the time I was 18, my dad had lost all his money for reasons we don't get. It's too long a story, right? And I was sleeping in a park. <laughs> <laughs> Just loved getting bang on the gear. Sleeping in a park. <laughs> Sleeping in a car. In a park. In a park. Around the corner of the venue where I did my first Edinburgh show. Around the corner. I was in university in Edinburgh. And I was sleeping in that park for three weeks, just trying to get my shit together. So that arrogance, just gone in three weeks. All that, oh, I'm the top of the world. I'm special. I'm different. I'm this, I'm that. No, 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 no. You're right fucking here in the park. That's quite the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens quickly. So I know that feeling very well. And that's very young as well. Yeah, very young. And I'm glad it happened that young. Because all that yes. would have happened to me is what happened to you. I would have just built my ego even more. I would have thought I'm I would have got bigger and bigger in my own head and in, in the world. You know, because I was smart, I was talented. I would have made it through and I would have been bigger and bigger and bigger. But I'm glad of that. And I think there will come a time when you're glad of what you went through as well. Remember that I also, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Remember, I also, I also caused a lot of pain. You know, the, you know, the, 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 there were other people involved in sure. mine, which you know, you can't, you can't ever. I mean, I, I think everyone, as far as I can tell, everyone involved has has gone on and and uh, is having a a good time and doing well for themselves. But you split up. She split up with her. Husband, didn't she? Yeah, yes. Yeah. They, they got divorced, and I think I've. I mean, I don't. I you know, I try and stay away from. Any anything that is it's attached to that whole yeah. time in my in my uh, in my life, but I think I've you know I think everyone's doing. Everyone who was involved in that is doing well, and I wish them well, and I think that. But it just makes it a bit difficult. So it makes it easier that you can look back and think, oh, I, I'm glad that happened. But you also have to always live with, you, you still caused yeah. quite a lot of, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of, you caused, you caused a wreckage in your in your path. So can I be glad it happened to me? Maybe. Let's see where, let's see where this yeah. ends up. But, you know. I but still... also, you know, with other people, look, you you got to take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. But they got to take responsibility for their actions. Well, I'm not. I'm not getting involved. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm agreeing to that. <laughs> <laughs> that <be> yeah, <laughs> that's going to be the title of the episode. Sure, she needs to take responsibility yeah, yeah. for her actions. But it's true, man. Sure, moves. No, 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 no. Yeah, that is obviously we won't go there. This is not there. my fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But but I, I, I look uh, these things that happen in life. They're very important, man. They're very important. Um, they're very important. 
and you 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 will you what you the work you will do later in your life will be better for it. Mm, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it will be. Yes, will be. And it, the Kiss is a brilliant show. It's on YouTube. Thank you very it's much. available for free. People can go and watch yes, it. Yes, they've got YouTube. And are you touring as well? We're touring. I've got a podcast called What's Upset You Now. Uh, it's only 15 minutes long. You can hear that. And there's an extended episode on Patreon. But um, yeah, check out the, 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 you know, if people are watching and, um, you know, they want to know more about what it was we we're talking about, even though I think they've heard enough. There is a comedy version of it, Kiss, on YouTube. And, and also as well, I think it's important to say that. I remember the first time I saw you do comedy and I was blown away. I thought you were oh, just yeah. absolutely brilliant. And when I said the most natural, talented comedian on stage... I meant it. Oh, well, thanks, man. When, I have, when I've seen you live... I'm just, crying a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's the purpose. That's how we like to end the show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I always say that when everyone goes to me, what's Sean like? I got the match, most naturally talented comedian yeah. I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And Thank I've you. seen you crush it at festivals, cat laughs, yes, where yeah. you, you've been a few times uh, while yeah. I was there. Uh, you're a great live comic and oh, I really so recommend much. people get a ticket and yeah. come and see you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been, been lovely to uh, yeah. to chat. Thanks for having me on. Before we let you go, though, yeah, we've yeah. got some questions from our local supporters, oh, yes. which we'll ask you after the interview. But the last question we always ask is, what's the one thing we're not talking about that we really should be? Um, I think, uh, oh, yes, this is important. Is one thing I think that, that we need to clear up as as... And I don't know if it's a national problem or a global problem, but um, the, the word next, when you say, I'll meet you next Thursday, so, some people think next Thursday is the Thursday coming. And some people think next Thursday is the, is the Thursday the following week, the next week. Is that, is that Thursday? And I think we need to get this cleared up because it's causing a lot of confusion and someone came to meet me um, recently, and and they they that I thought that they they meant the next. I thought they meant the week after. Do you know what I'm saying? What, yeah, do, you yeah, think, yeah. what do you think next is? Ne- I think when someone goes next first. If I'm meeting you, so yeah. I, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you next Tuesday. Right. Next. So it next- depends on what day you're in. Yeah. If we're, if we're, it now depends what day we're in. Yeah. This is chaos. This is why I'm saying this. We need to get this cleared up. <laughs> no, hold on. It, no, I don't think it's as complicated as you're making out to it be. It is as complicated. I've not, I didn't make, I was meant to be on Talk Sport to do a radio and I didn't make it because I had said next Thursday. And then they text me on the Thursday of that week and they said, Where are you? And I said, So I thought you meant next, I thought you meant the week after. Because I, I thought that most people think the week after. So I, I changed what I thought it meant to, to fit them. Because I actually think, even that does, though despite I did that, I actually think next is just the next. It's the next. It's not, of course, it, imagine you're at a queue in a shop and you're at the front of the queue and the guy behind the counter said next and the guy behind you walked round. <laughs> you would think, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, he said next, I'm next, you're not next. So can we just get this solved, please? What do you think next? I've is? never seen them this angry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> these are the, but these are the real issues. This is the, these are the things that make getting through life tough. And this is what I'm trying to sort out. What is next? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about on the next episode. The next episode. No, what do you think next is? It means next Thursday. It means not this Thursday, the one after. Well, it's Thursday today, so that's confusing. Yeah. So, all right, next. Okay, so next, next Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday afterwards. You what you think that next Tuesday? Yeah. 
is look at you. You've never. <laughs> what do you think? We've had Jordan Peterson on the podcast. <laughs> No, this is We've had Douglas Murray, some of the greatest thinkers in the history of the modern world. Well, get Jordan, get Jordan Peterson to sort out where next is. Can you? Do you have contact with Jordan? I do. Can you find out what he thinks I'll next Tuesday is? I'll do my Tuesday best and is? I'll let you know. Yeah. Please. We will do. You don't seem to be taking it seriously. <laughs> when do you think next Tuesday is? Next Tuesday is the, the coming Tuesday now. Thank you. Because it's the next Tuesday. Yeah. But if but you if think it, but, it's but, the Tuesday after the language. But if we if today was Monday and you said next Tuesday, that would be the Monday after this coming Tuesday. Oh yeah, Tuesday yeah. can't be tomorrow. No. You can't say next Tuesday so it depends. if it's tomorrow. It depends no, that's on the insanity. day you're in. Yeah. Depends on the day you're in, just like I said. It do, right, yeah, no, but only if the day sure, you're in. I'm is sorry the day you before. didn't make it to talk radio. No, no. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> but it's not the but, fault of the world. It's the fault. No, it's the fault of the language. We've got one word that is meaning different things. This has gone in a completely unexpected direction, Sean. It needed to be spoken about. There we go. And we're doing it now. That's why we asked the big questions here. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, Make sure to follow Sean on all the socials and uh, check out his special. It's called Kiss. It's on YouTube. We'll put a link to it in the description. Uh, We're going to ask a couple of your questions for Sean on our locals that only our supporters will see. In the meantime, thanks for watching. Where do I look? I don't know when to look when you're doing that. It's, you're it's not going to be on Stop camera talking. Thing, mate. We don't want to hear any more from you about next. <laughs> I don't know when to look in when you're... <laughs> okay. Just look somewhere. Okay. For those Bye. Of you, no, it's also available as a podcast. <laughs> Fuck me. We've had Jordan Peterson on the show anyway. <laughs> it was actually Will Smith punching Chris Rock in the face. And people, there are people that go, yeah, but would you let, would you let someone say that about your partner? You're like, they wouldn't have to. I would have done it. <laughs> I would have come in and been like, look, it's the old bald and chain. <laughs> it was mad. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.